Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy VA. That's AJ, and this is the HR Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for Let's another it. edition. It's been a nice little little month since we've seen y'all, but um, special Valentine's Day request. We're going to get right into it like we always do with that contender segment. Yes, sir. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Um, First off the topic list we got, AJ, is the, the NBA trade deadline, winners and losers. Yes. I mean, this has been like one of the... More mellow NBA trade, quietest. exactly one of the quietest NBA in trade while. deadlines I've seen in a hot minute. So, um, we swiping left or right on this one. Are we swiping right? It's NBA, let's get it, yes, sir. All right, so on the Western Conference, let's go ahead and start there. Um, I got my team, Dallas Mavericks, making the biggest splash during this free agency. Um, they added nice length. Um, first off, PJ Washington, night about six seven six eight, um, good size forward, and he plays pretty long for his height. Even though he's pretty close yeah. to you know Lucas' height, he plays really long. Great rebounder, very athletic. Um, can shoot the three. Um, nice, nice handle. Nice uh, off the ball shot making abilities. You know, doesn't need anyone to set him up, but can be a spot up shooter. Definitely great for for rebounding and defense. Uh he's already made a huge impact on that team. Um the other pickup that is kind of underrated but is showing even more promise is the backup center they got in um Gafford um from the Wizards, Washington Wizards. Both of these guys is young man. They're like 26, uh 24 and 26 years old. Um, but this guy, he's he could be a starter. He the other night he had 19 and 17, 19 points, 17 rebounds, and I think in, in less than I think in 17 minutes is what he had off the bench. Um, it's that's insane, bro. Like the the the, the freaking PJ Washington, though, man, I wasn't a believer in him, but he has proved himself. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad y'all got that pickup. I think it's gonna be a good good pickup. The only thing that I'm nervous about seeing on him. It's the team that he's coming from was not very good at all. Right. Is almost last in their conference. So can he make the adjustment to a winning team to possibly put them in yeah. the playoff contention? I mean, that's... And that's what I, if I was a that, match. That's something you always have to worry about. But at the same time, from things I've seen with an organization, you know, from tweets from him and other people, like, it seemed like he was really waiting for this moment. A lot of players, either, like you said, they, they got this losing mentality, or they waiting for their moment to get on the team where they can actually prove themselves as a viable starter, maybe even an all-star caliber. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins, to me, is a good example of that. Um, I mean, he was decent in the cast, but he wasn't playing like he did that, that championship run. He was freaking locking down on defense. Yeah, but that's the only year he wow. played for that championship. <laughs> hey, bro, so all you need is one. <laughs> yeah, they got one. one. And, um, but I feel like I feel like he's going to definitely make his mark. Um, again, Gafford, though, um, could be a starter if it wasn't for Lively. Lively, both of them having them on the court, man, is going to be awesome for the defense, for the rebounding. They went from, I think, 19th oh, yeah. in rebounding to first over these past five games. They've just really been – they actually have the hottest win streak right now in the West, six games, right before All-Star break. Great, right, great way to end the, the, the freaking um, – regular season before the all-star break so to me they won the west easily on the east side we got the new york knicks i mean hands down no one else can touch what they did bro yeah. getting og ananobi in the beginning of free agency was huge then adding um i mean th- these are kind of journeyman journeyman when it comes to players but they added um um my is his the names slip my mind that's that's how i mean they're not very big names 
whole position. Um, one of them had already been there before. I, I, I cannot think. But it, they added, like, basically guard help. Um, three three oh, yeah. D type guys. Was DiVincenzo still there? DiVincenzo, he's still there. He's been there for all this year. Yeah. He's been playing nice while they've had these like injuries, him, bro. He's really yeah. stepped it up. He, he had, like, I think... I think he had, like, 33 Mavs years, the other day When the Mavs won, mm-hmm. like, he's really coming to his own. But, obviously, when you get... Um, Brunson back when you get Julius Randle, his minutes going to go down, his points going to go down. But it's good to know they got someone who can pick it up whenever that slack is needed, especially if one of them gets into foul trouble. Um, but even though I can't remember these other two guys' names for the life of me right now, I mean, on my side of it anyway, like obviously you're rooting for your team all the time, right? So you're mainly concentrating on the players that you're picking up and letting right. go. And so when I was doing that, had all the big talk with the Lakers, that is. They were talking about, okay, well, we're going to get rid of LeBron. Are we going to get uh, DeJounte? Yeah. Uh, are we going to get Trey now? Who's going to go? Who's going to come? We're going to sell LeBron. So, <laughs> and none of that happened. None Nothing of happened. Now. We did get Spencer Dinwiddie basically, like, just picked up because I think he was dropped or something yeah, like that. Wade. Which I like Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, he got weight. And so I do like that. But I mean, there were, like you said, there was no Walsh bombs, no shams. I mean, usually at this time of the year, you're thinking like, dang, I don't know how he's going to look in that jersey because it's so many shakeups. Right. When the Knicks, and we're both of us saying this, when the Knicks are the, the A-plus on the off-season or the mid-season trades, something's going on right. because Facts. they haven't been in the talk of the town for who knows how long. I have noticed they've been winning though lately. And I mean, I'm not sure it goes to management or the credit goes to management or not, but the players are playing real nice. Yeah. Um, They have expiring contracts coming up like Julius Randle. So I don't know what they're going to do, but they look good as of right now. Um, As far as winners and losers, I can agree with you that probably. Probably the Knicks uh, OG pick is 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 the best one, and that one was like one of the first ones that happened. Right, right, right. You know, I actually um, looked it up now. It's it's I don't know how I forgot his name. They picked up uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, which huge, oh. bro. He's 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 a clutch player from Detroit. Shooter, yeah, nice yeah. shooter, nice off the ball dribbler. Um, pretty good on defense, decent, but definitely three and D if you need him. Can make open shots, perimeter, all that stuff. Um, and then and he's lengthy. right, and then Alec Burks, this the other guy they got. Um, which he's a former Nick. I knew. I, I knew he had played for them. Yeah, he was already. But there. He, he just came back mm-hmm. in the trade. I think he was in Detroit as well. And they, they did give up now Quentin Grimes, which to me that was someone the Mavs were actually, actually going after. He's a nice young piece that I think is going to be missed. They also gave up Emmanuel quickly in the OG and Ananobi trade, which was to me humongous. So I mean, it shows yeah, they're all big. in. Though. And both of those picks are like yes, top, bro, first, first, round, first picks. round picks. Both of them are first. And they hadn't been there and, long. And that's the thing. So that, I wonder if that's more of like a character issue. I, I mean, you can say that. And you can say maybe they were, they were guard heavy. Um, but they definitely went veteran for sure with, the, with those two, you know, picks they picked up. But it showed me they're all in now. But at the same time, people were praising them yeah. for not giving up no first-round picks. But you basically gave up two proven first-round picks in Manuel Quickly and Quentin Grimes. That they are proven bucket getters. And you, uh, to me, no, that's yeah, worse sure. than giving up a maybe first round pick. Like Mavs gave up a first round pick to move up to get Luca. That first round pick ended up being Cam Reddish. So I mean, 
I mean, they were both good for 12 to 15 and Right, but but they are proven. To me, they're young, but they're young proven. Like, they're going to be maybe all-stars, especially Quentin, um, especially um, Emmanuel Quickly, bro. He reminds me of a, of a young Tyrese mm. Maxey. Like, maybe off, Bones maybe Holland off the kind team. of, Bones Holland type player, but at the end of the day, like, they're, they're proven guys you can put in a rotation. So, we're going to yeah, see. That's uh, to me, they got a good enough roster to, to really compete in the East this year. So, either way, hands down, they won the trade deadline. Mavs to me second. Going back to your Lakers, though, bro. Like, to me, sometimes the best trade is no trade. I feel like... like and they won To that. me, they had to because they had players in the first year of a four-year deal. You know, with uh, with Ruri, with um, Austin Reeves. To me, they needed to go ahead and stick with their core and get a nice pick off uh, pick up off waivers with Spencer Dinwiddie is Dinwiddie is that I'm actually I mean the Mavs wanted to pick him up too but I'm actually happy that he went there he's from LA I think everybody that if they can get a chance to play with LeBron they should like it's, it's an experience to be able to play for the Lakers and to be with LeBron, bro. I don't care if they're competing for a championship or not. So I'm not even mad about that. And I'm glad you said that because I was thinking it, but I didn't say it. But you also have the people that are injury that still haven't been playing a lot. Gabe, Gabe Vincent, huge. Vanderbilt's injured Another again. Um, there's just there's a lot of unknown still. And I think when we come back healthy... Yeah. Nobody wants to see them. Nah, especially how they playing right now. That. Like they've won like I think six out of yeah. last seven. Like they've been playing balling as well. Yeah. Ad's been averaging thirty plus. Yes. Rui had thirty three last night. Um, I mean that's big, you know, and that's with LeBron out. So. And, and I know you heard about that trade where the Golden State Warriors reached out to LA about getting LeBron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at, at this at this point. I was just like, okay, but I did think about that actually, and I thought about bringing up it as a topic. But if LeBron was to do that, it would have forever bit him in the butt. Yeah. And I say that because everyone looked at KD when he went that way, and they don't consider him like you know goat status or the best one of the best players in the world. And I think it was because of that. Oh, if LeBron would have did it again just to be ring chasing. Nah, he would have been on the down climb real quick. But I mean, to be fair, Clay is not nowhere where he was whenever Durant was there. So you know, you don't have the true Splash Brothers. You do still have Curry, but you barely got you barely I got Draymond Green, bro. He probably ain't gonna make it the rest of the season without getting suspended. I mean, dude's already <sighs> acting a fool already, giving crazy freaking camera faces. I can't stand him, man. I really can't. Bro, stand you saw him. the game when he was looking at the camera like. Doing all this, <laughs> yeah. He put up bro, like the four rings. I can't stand him. Man. I was like, bro, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Out of there. Yeah, I saw. I, mean, I can't stand him. I think that that's got to go in the league. And I don't know what else is said on the low. Um, we're getting off topic, but anyway, it's always fun to talk about him to me right. because I don't believe he belongs in the NBA. I really don't. Uh, you know, I um, can't blame you for, for, for the. I'll just play, leave bro. it at that. I cannot blame you. All right, on to the next segment. We got Kobe Statue Night. Big first of many nights for Kobe. He's getting not just one, but I believe three statues. Um, they did it on two, no, no, I think it was what, two, eight of t- 24, which is a great day. Represents Gianni's number, yep. represents Kobe. Well, Gianni was eight, was two. Kobe two, eight, obviously 24. is eight. And then he also was 24. So I think it was a perfect day to do it. Um, but like I said, first of many to come. I'm um, swiping left or right on this one, AJ. 
You mean, I could swipe right and all day, but I mean, you pretty much summed it up. We're going to swipe left. It is going to be three statues. The date was great. It's never going to happen again. It's one of those dates. Right. And then lastly, from the business standpoint, people dropped the ball. They should have been dropping Kobe's left and right on that day. Right. But whatever. Uh, uh, we don't that left. for another day, but yeah, bruh. <laughs> I don't know if that did something to do with, you know, his, his wife, Vanessa, not... Feeling, Maybe you know, they about good. to lose some money, right? <laughs> All right, on to the next one. We got Michael Porter Jr., um, fellow light skinned brethren, who made some um, spicy comments, um, to say the least, about WNBA and the height of their goals. Um, <laughs> we swipe it left or right on this one. Oh, we swipe it right. Okay. I can't wait to hear what you yeah. gotta say. Um, I'm gonna let you pop it off though. On this one. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you straight up. Introduce it, though, because for anybody that don't know. Okay. So, recently, um, and when I mean recently, probably within the last half year, um, Michael Porter Jr. was invited on a podcast slash radio show, and he was asked about his influence on the, on the game and his mom being very... Um, uh, helpful in his situation and his journey through basketball and making it to the elite level status that he's at. Right. Um, anyway, it's on the, the pivot question podcast, came down. Right? Yeah. Anyway, the, the question came down to what he thinks about the way um, female players are getting, and when I say female players, I'm talking about WNBA players are getting paid compared to the men's um, salaries. And I mean, to be fair, right, he I think he touched all bases on on introducing why he thought what he thought before he answered his question. So he stated that he, you know, he loves women's basketball. His mom's pretty much the, the focal point for the way he has learned things and been able to achieve his stuff. Um, so that's giving women the credibility right there. He says he understands that women are wanting equal pay right because why wouldn't anybody want equal pay but uh but when it comes down to it the word that he used that i believe is striking people in a juicy way is he referred to them as ping pong players (laughs) nowadays it's 2024 and people are just they're just soft man people are just soft when it comes to everything now so the ping pong struck some female players specifically a little wrong, okay? Now, what he meant by that, and he clarified this in his statements, that ping pong, the greatest ping pong player is is equal to as far as um, athletic ability to the best basketball player or to the best tennis player or to the best golfer. And so what do people want to see? Do they want to see the football? Do they want to see the basketball? Do they want to see the soccer? Do they want to see ping pong? At the bottom of everyone's list on that is ping pong. When's the last time you've seen a ping pong tournament? Right. Right. So that's fair, right? That's a fair statement. Yeah. And I don't understand. I'm not a woman, but I don't know how they can take that offensively, especially with the prereqs that he set in place about talking highly about them, saying they're elite level, saying he understands they want more pay. But when you break it down, VA, and I forgot there was a video that I watched on it. Uh, They broke down 
Again, this is YouTube University, so who knows the status of it or the credibility of it, but they broke down the men's, the NBA salaries and what they, what they're able to pay, but the WNBA is still in debt 19 years and they are still, the NBA pays WNBA salaries based off of total earnings for everything. When you hear that, when WNBA players hear mm. that, because that's not all in the news, how do you feel then? Do you feel like ping pong's the word or, or, or what's the deal? Because I mean, when you look at it just straight black and white, right? I love, okay, I, I used to not be a big fan of, of women's basketball, like WNBA, because it wasn't as interesting, right? But the older I got, the more females in my lives, everyone plays basketball around me. I want my daughter to play basketball. I think she'll be great at it. Um, I want her to be to make as much money as, as, as she can make too. Yeah. But I think she will also understand, right, that if there's a certain amount of money to be made, I think they were getting like 30% of the earnings in the WNBA. The NBA only gets 20% of the earnings. So they're getting paid more money, but a less percentage. Right. So when you look at that, the women are winning. They're getting more money. They are. But percentage-wise, not dollar-wise. So that's the frustration. Well, I think he broke it down very well. It is controversial, but I think when you look at it, I mean, the spade's a spade. Right. I, I mean, it's it's a hard topic because I love the WNBA game. Like, I'm, I'm a big advocate up for it, and I mean... I actually am a big Dallas Wings fan. Um, I love the players on it. I love watching the games. I think um, sometimes, honestly, the games could be more interesting than some of the NBA games. Like, they, sure. they got some real hoopers over there, man. Um, like, there's a lot of people I follow that follow on that platform that I believe is, like, all-star. There's a lot of people coming to the game that's going to make it even better. One thing I did watch, though, was the interview with um, on Gilbert Arena's podcast, uh, Gil's Arena, and they brought up they brought up the, yeah yeah man. <laughs> and they brought up the the topic and they brought it up with a WNBA player who used to play for the Sparks. I can't think of her name, but um, she's a great player. She's actually really good. Um, so you know, she talked about you know how she acknowledged that he started out well, Michael Porter, with his 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 commentary, but it just went left. Honestly, it wasn't even a ping pong. It was the lowering of the goals. I want to see a woman coming down the lane yamming it. Like, come on, bro. Like, bruh. That, that, that's condescending um, to say we need to lower the goals. Because there actually are women in the NBA, WMA, that can dump. And she, she brought, did say that. Right. And, and, and she brought up the point, though. Like, she's like, okay, you lower it to, to nine, to eight. I still can't dump. Like, like, <laughs> like she's not, like, she's, like, not everybody in the WNBA is six foot and up. Like, so I'm still not ducking the ball. And she's like, on top of that, my shot's going to be terrible now. Like, you're not, yeah, you got here. It's not, right. never practice. You're that. not practicing that, yeah. practicing on 10 foot goals. So it's just a terrible comment right there. I think that really put it left. And that was the, the big soundbite that I saw a lot of like platforms taking from it was that dunking on a lower That's goal. Fair. So um, her point though was that there's a lot of great players in WNBA. 
and you know it needs to be this needs to be something to, to kind of fix the issue that's going on with the with the payment but at the same time she don't believe they should be paid millions like the men's i think a lot of WNBA women do kind of are cognitive of the fact that their sport does not make as much money and that they cannot ask mm. for the same type of earning but at the same time it's like it's like a respect a treatment value a factor that they kind of want to see because yeah. they have to go overseas that's right fair. after this you know they, they have to go play a whole nother you know uh lead. lead just to make you know good enough money and me yes and i mean and that's for most players because like the top players are getting like maybe a couple hundred thousand imagine what the people that's barely making the team is making like 40 50 000, 60 000 a year you know like it's not the, the best it's not the worst either but it's it, i can see both sides um but again on that podcast the biggest issue that I mean, the, the best point I saw made was by one of the players, former players in the NBA, saying that, well, Gil actually saying that um, the WNBA plays a style of basketball that they do not play in college. Meaning you have the, the, the Ionescu's, you got the, the Caitlin Clarks, you got these players who have this style and they, they're basically free. They have free range in, in, in college, women college um, basketball. And it's honestly probably a bigger sport. Women's college basketball, I think, is kind of higher than WNBA, which don't make sense. It should be the other way around. But he's like, whenever these players come into the league, they're made to conform to a winning style of basketball that is outdated now. You just don't see that style of play. You see the Stephs. You see the LeBrons. Not that- but that's because there's a lot more greater players in the WNBA than there is for college and CAA women's and, and that was a point so that the girl made. So there's a huge gap difference. And, and, I mean, yeah. that, but, but at the same time, you're taking these players who are used to this style of play and making them conform. And then like you don't even hear about them. Like, the, the name they had in college just kind of fades away when they join the WNBA. And he's like, it would push some of these older people out if you had this style of play. Like, you're not going to be able to have, um, you know, the girl that plays for Phoenix Suns, 40 years old, guarding a Caitlin Clark. If she out here doing her thing, being able to shoot yeah. from back, you know, back, back logo, they're not, but they're not letting her do that. That was his point. Like, they have to keep the game exciting. The NBA has conformed to that. They conform to the fact that we shoot more threes now. They conform to, you know, these things that make the game exciting. WNBA needs to invest in more excitement in their in their actual sport. I think it'll get better. But, you know, we're, we're a lot better than we were. So I'm definitely happy with I mean, one, one thing before we switch, I remember uh, as far as the equality, uh, when they had the COVID tournament for the WNBA and, and the M- NBA, um, the WNBA, I think they had set up, you know, their practice facilities alongside the NBA in their weight room. They took a picture of the weight room that they that, could use bro. compared to the NBA. That, that was a little suspect, man. And I, I felt bad for them for that. Um, so I can see, you know, I mean, we p- people could still see the inequalities, yeah, right? For sure. But when it comes to pay, specifically pay, I understand what Michael Porter Jr. is saying. Yeah, 100%. Um, I agree. But yeah. Um, on to the next one. We got pre-game fits for these NBA NFL players bro it's, it's gotten out of hand um you seeing all kind of <laughs> fits like I, one example is, is Tyrese Halliburton bro the fits he be wearing I mean it's great meme material I'm not gonna lie but he be out here looking yeah. like Inspector Gadget and some of these uh, these outfits Dick Tracy like I don't know who's styling so them Wimby. but it, oh my god Wimby came over there looking like a mass murderer the other day oh like, my god 
<laughs> but but at the same time, he, he looked like he could have been walking on like Vogue, like uh, Louis Vuitton's runway with some of the stuff they be wearing now. Like, bruh, it's just it's just out of control. Um, That's what they like to believe anyway. <laughs> we swipe it left or right on this one. I mean, I could love to talk about this, but we swipe it left. A lot of it is clownery. I, I respect the people that are taking it at a professional level, right? Because this is their job. Right, right. Again, Stylist. This is something they get paid to do. And, and I think that it's getting out of hand and they're going to have to do something about it soon. And I only say that as from an old man perspective. But I remember back man. when we were That's growing right. up, AI is the one that changed it for them to have to wear a certain style of clothing because of right. his clothing and the way he was dressing. I hope that that doesn't happen, right? To let people wear what they want to wear, but it's right. Because they had ridiculous. to wear suits after after him, or I guess at least while yeah. they were sitting on the bench. Um, but at the same time, uh, I don't know. I don't see it changing, bro. Like it, the, the NBA is about you know individuality, and I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree. It's kind of getting outrageous with these with these wardrobe choices. Um, it, but honestly, I saw some old pictures of some of the stuff that like LeBron was doing back in the day. Like, so I, I, it, it wasn't looking <laughs> looking right either. So I understand the youngest trying to you know stand out, but do their own thing. Right, right. So I can appreciate that. Um, on to the next one. We got top three teams in each conference, regardless of record. We're talking about the NBA conferences, of course. Um, swipe it left or right on this one, AJ. Always oh, swiping right. NBA all day. All day. All right, let's get into it. So first, we're going to start off with the East, East Eastern Conference this time, since we had the West start off last time. Um, in the East, top three teams right now, for me at least, regardless of, of, of record, at least of how they're playing right now, I got the New York Knicks, this is no particular order, the Boston Celtics, and Milwaukee Bucks. Um, it's hard for me to count the Bucks, even though they got a new coach, even though they haven't looked the best. I didn't agree with them firing Adrian Griffin either. I feel like you got the number two seed in the in the in the East, and then you fire for a guy. He was doing just fine, right? You fire him for a guy in Doc Rivers who is notorious for letting leads in the, in the playoffs go. Like, <laughs> bruh, that don't make sense to me at all. I feel like they just wanted a, a like. I think that I think one first off, they're listening to Giannis a little too much, bro. I feel like Giannis wanted him out of there, and they're like, all right, who do you want? Who do you want? He's taking pages from LeBron. Uh, you could say that, but LeBron, I don't think did. I mean, LeBron did stuff like this, but I haven't seen him do stuff like this to a black man, first off, um, and, <laughs> which means something. And then secondly, the stuff he does has worked. So until proven otherwise, I'm going to say this ain't working, but we'll see. Um, but I just can't count out Giannis yet. And that team, the Bucks, they got some good role players like they got some. They got some, some decent ones. New York Knicks has been surging like crazy since they made those trades and yeah, before the trades. They they are looking nice. They are looking deep. My biggest concern with them is that Tom Thibodeau likes to run his players to the ground. You're already seeing them get a bunch of injuries pop up, and we just now hitting the All Star break. I just don't know if they're going to be able to last through the entire playoffs without and stay healthy. I, I'm just worried about that. I'm also worried about Julius Randle. He has not really. I mean, last year he kind of redeemed his 
himself as far as playoffs, but the previous years he has come up short when the team needed him most. Jalen Brunson becoming an all-star. Ball though. dominant though. Very, yeah. very much. But, but Jalen Brunson joining that team, I think, has gave them a crutch that they sorely needed. Because when it was oh, all on, on Julius, bro, it was it was nasty. Nasty work because you really mm-hmm. couldn't count on the other guy either uh, from Canada um, that, they, that they just traded for OG um, RJ. RJ, there. he was decent, but he just couldn't count on him night in, night out. So I like their team; they're looking good. And then, of course, Boston, man, like they just like they, I just saw a really stat good. the other they day. Great. They're the third team in NBA history to beat opponents. I think two or more times. By 50 points in the same season like yeah. bro that's insane beating the team by 50 multiple times yeah. like they got I mean scoring now is getting out of hand but. <laughs> right it is but at the same time they have great defensive effort I mean Jason Tatum bro he's got to me next to LeBron he's got the perfect build when it comes to an NBA player like he's really put on good, great size he's, his shoulders are like getting he should have been right. with the Lakers <laughs> Got it. Got it. You ain't gonna never let that go. You ain't gonna never Never. let that go. (laughs) That's so bad. Oh, it's so terrible when you say it out loud. It's just so bad. I know. It feels bad every time I see him. I'm I'm a Duke fan. (laughs) I I love seeing Jason Tatum play at Duke. Or is there a chance to get him? I thought, I I was like, this is a no-brainer. Bro, no-brainer. But... It was a no-brainer anyway. coming out of Duke. He, he had the package even then. Like, his rookie year, I was like, this dude can score. I could, I saw right away he could score. And that was something that Lonzo I'm, literally could not do. Like, why are you adding a point guard in this era that cannot score? It's stupid. I'm going to jump on the East teams, too, while you said it. Yeah, only because those are my same three. But I'm going to okay. put them in order. I'm going to put the Celtics at number one right. just because of the things that you said. They're clearly the number one team in the East. I'm going to put the Knicks at number two because I feel like they are playing for something. Right. They are literally playing for New York to be relevant again. They are putting uh, effort in the game, right, offensively and defensively. People are playing their assignment, right? right, as a team role player. Everyone's playing their role. And then third, I'm putting the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't see them getting through in the playoffs. For one, it's kind of funny. Dame Dollar, right. he's not playoff proven and I don't think this being on the Bucks is going to make him be proven anymore Um, Giannis is a great player but for some reason I don't think that they're going to have the jail together for their team um, during the playoffs with Doc being you know a mid-season addition I'm not so Um, but they're still top three um, so we'll see what happens yeah, yeah. And I mean one more thing on that on that on the East is for the Boston, like the big X factor is Porzingis. I mean, he's really gotta stay healthy through the playoffs. Um if he could have stayed healthy he's when he was with great. the Mavs and they, against the Clippers series, they, I mean I think they would have got further that year. Um but he's just awesome, man. He's really stepped his game up, his threes or his shot from three is just as wet as it was here in Dallas. Pause. And he's given effort, um, more effort. Yes, way more effort, I feel like. And he's even said in, in, in you know, interviews and podcasts that he, he's really at a point in his life where he's he feel like he's the best he's ever been. Um, he's actually put in that effort. He's not worried about ego. Like, I think something about the, the Boston Celtics culture has really allowed him to flourish. And I'm happy for him, yep. but I just want to see him do it in the playoffs, man. Just stay healthy, please. True. 
All right, our next, next conference is the West, of course. Um, go ahead and start off this time, AJ, with your, your top three. All right. So in order, I'm going to put them. Uh, the Nuggets still at number one. You have probably another MVP in the Joker um, because Joel went out. Um, he has a triple-double almost every night. Yeah. And when I, when I think about him and they talk about uh, Russell Westbrook um, being a triple-double, averaging a triple-double for two years and that not being heard of or however long, right. think about a big man doing that. That's impressive, man. Right. That's really impressive. And he's so unorthodox that it catches people off. He still has some moments, right, where I feel like he's kind of like a like a baby or a flopper or whatever. But I still give him the respect. Respect, you know, he's a great player. He's like a big ass Luca, um, bro. Like if Luca was a post player, yeah, that'd be a slow, a slower Luca, if you can imagine. I mean, he's Luka a post. He's slower. post, right? But yeah. Um, but then I got the Thunder, right? Um, the Thunder is just a young team. They are providing effort. They're wanting to be relevant. They have the longevity and the future to go for years. So Chet Holmgren was hurt. Everybody else has been pretty much solid. They're all young. They're running and gunning. They are moving up and down the floor quick. Um, everyone's putting effort on defense. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he should have been an uh, MVP candidate for the last couple of years because he's been balling right. out his He mind. is this year for sure. But... He is a young, quote-unquote, leader for their team. Um, and then the third, I'm going to put the Suns. And I'm only saying that because they've been gelling recently. Um, I feel like when Booker does not have a great night, you know, KD and Bill will. But when KD's not having a good night, Bill and Booker will. And so they just all stepping in for that one open spot to just mm. fill in as much points as possible. I think that... They're always a high-scoring team. Defense might be a factor for them, but those three teams in that order, it's hard to not say those are the three teams. I think there could be some more movement. There, Those aren't the order as it is right now, mm-hmm. according to, to the record, mm-hmm. but um, that's only within games. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where people fall in on the playoff, where people fall out, and what the matchups are going to be for playoffs. Right. I remember I told you about OKC. I was like, they're going to be nice this year. Yeah. And they are yeah, better than it. expected. Um, But I'm going to have to say, I don't have them in my top three. I mean, I just, I feel like they're going to be good, but I feel like they're a little too young to really go the distance. Um, my, That's fair. My top three is going to be, I, I'm not doing any order. So uh, I'm going to stick with Minnesota. Uh, I think that this is really their year. The way Ant-Man is playing has been amazing. Anthony Edwards, um, the way Cat has been playing has been amazing. Um, they have great, great depth on that team um, in, in their two centers. Um, and they also have uh, it's the Stifle Tower, man. I mean, he's just been... Are you giving Rudy credit? I'm, I, I can't help it, but he's, he's literally <laughs> really playing well. He's like... He's leaving. He's leaving. He's leaving. Well. Um, shooting percentage in the paint from opponents to about forty three percent, bro. He's he's making. He's altering shots. Like it's hard to shoot on this guy. He, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's it's really he's really an impact in the game. And I think they finally got to a place where it's working well. And um and um they have like I said, great wing help for as far as they're, they're just really long, man. Defensive wise, they are long and they all buy in. And I think with Ant Man leading them, bro, like 
like they they really can go deep. They are hard to beat. They are really hard to beat. And he's athletic. He's extremely athletic, and he not only that, he's he he's, the game comes so easy to him. Um, he's like a sped up Luca. Like he 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 can shoot from anywhere. He can drive. He can dunk on anybody. He's just it's just amazing to see all those qualities of one player. And and I don't know. It's, to me, it was so unlikely. Like I, I remember when he came out as the number one pick, and I was like, mm, this is a weak class. I'm like, how is this dude number one? I hadn't even heard of him all year. He played at Georgia. He looked like he didn't even care to be there. And dude is just, dude has just did a completely turned me around, like a 180 for me. Like I'm sold on him, bro. He's gonna be an all star for years to come. Um, and I just think that this is their year to go deep. I don't know how deep though, but I think they they, they got a nice yeah, squad. That's the part, right? That's the part because they are still young um, when it comes to playoffs. Um, next team I got is I'm, I can't leave out the champs, bro. Like Nuggets, I don't care where they're at in the standings. They are still deep. Like between Jokic, um, Murray, and Aaron Gordon, like bro, that's a three-headed monster that is hard and to deal Michael with, Porter. bro. And and that's not even include Michael Porter, but I I don't say his name because honestly, he I feel like he doesn't use his abilities to like you know. This max potential. He lets other people, yeah, yeah. He, they're not maximizing. He, he's basically it, a spot up shooter with, with with great de- defensive, you know, mindset and skills. Mm-hmm. Like that's basically what mm-hmm. he is. Um, but he can shoot that thing. Um, and then, oh, yeah. but between the, those first three, I said, bro, like they're unstoppable. Like Aaron Gordon, uh, he's one of the players again. Where, like you were talking about earlier, went from a losing team, always losing in Orlando, to a winning culture, and I feel like he's a prime example of just like Andrew Wiggins, except he sustained it. He has been awesome. Anytime you play him, bro, he's been a problem, Um, especially in the low post um, with with Jokic feeding him, bro. The doms are just ridiculous. I've I've never seen someone get so many wide open dunks in the paint. Like, dude, like nobody's moving. He's moving. He's, he's working. Moving. He's exactly. Working, he's just, and, he's and that's all why I'm glad in. you brought it up because he needs the flowers. He because does. I he was does. worried about him coming from Orlando to being on this team now. And he, he's putting forth the effort to make sure that he's relevant. Yes. In NBA. Like he, his name hasn't fallen off at all. At all, bro. Dude has been, has been stellar. The greatest pickup in the last probably, like, I could say five years for a championship roster. Like, he has, completed that team out especially with them losing Bruce Brown it's like they never missed a step um yeah and then um Murray like I said bro you already know what Murray does in the playoffs bro like he is one of the most clutch players in the game right now um even though you can stay healthy right as long as he's healthy he's god this year when he got back healthy for real he was killing and has been killing but I'm just I'm already ready for the playoffs for him bro he's another beast He, he turns it up um and then lastly, I got in the third spot, um, the Clippers, bro. I, I, I can't, I can't. They have, they're the number one team since December 5th or something like that, bro. As far as win totals, like they have made it work. And I, I credit Ty Lue. I just have to. He's a great basketball mind and he knows how to get players to buy in. Like he's doing what, what previous coaches could never do, um, including... You know uh, the one who's now coaching for the Bucks, 
in Doc Rivers. Like he, he's doing, he's he's got not only Harden, Westbrook to buy into a coming off the bench role and to be all in, like team player, bro. He, I, I disagree on that one, man. Westbrook has always thought been all in on every team he's been on. Oh no, that every team you, he's been you, on. He's missing been what I'm in. saying. I'm saying all in as a bench player, as coming off the okay. bench. That's and I'm, I'm never questioning how all in. In, how, I'm never questioning how all in he is on a team. I agree with you. He's always all in on every team, going 100 miles per hour whenever he's in a game. But to mm-hmm. embrace this backup role is something new for him. That's fair. He didn't really embrace it in, in Lakers. He was kind of on and off about it. Some days he was cool. I think with Some the Clippers, though, it needs to be pointed out that they have probably the best two-way player, offense and defense, depth. Yeah. So oh. Westbrook... Paul George, Paul George Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, Leonard. Uh, who's their center? Uh, Zubak. Zubak. He's both ways. Like they, that's four people yeah. right there that are always you can count on their defensive and, and, and six men of the year candidate Norman Powell. Like dude, mm. dude is a True. bucket getter. He brought them back True. the other night from with the Warriors when they were down fifteen. He made I think four or five threes in the fourth quarter, bro. Like you can't you can't buy that. Like. It's it's a well put together team, all because like you said last time, that owner does not mind to spend the money, bro. Like I with the new CBA, I didn't think it was going to be possible to bring James Harden onto the team. A third star was like unheard of with this new new collective bargain, bargaining agreement. But I mean, technically he's a fourth. I mean, but yeah, I know what you mean. Right, and right. He's technically he's a true third. But he's he's a true yeah. third because Westbrook is now four, but Bro, it's 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 just working, and it's scary to see because I'm I'm not ready for them in the playoffs, bro. They're going to be a hard out. Like they have to self implode in order to to really not make mm-hmm. it far in the playoffs because whoever sees them, bro, is going to have problems. Yeah, but I agree. That's my top that's three. On to the next one, the last segment of the contender segment. We got uh, a nice little punchline. <laughs> I delivered that horribly, but um, Isaiah Stewart punches Suns player Eubanks before the game even starts. Oh um, my god! That's a first. Never seen that before. Um, apparently, dude, you got anger issues. Like we already know how he went after LeBron, bro. Like after it was an accidental hit into the eye. Dude turned into Hulk Hogan. I thought I was watching WrestleMania whenever that happened, bro. He was going through people, bouncing off him like pinball machine, bro. He was just... <laughs> He's ra- not all full, there. He, he clearly not. Him, him and Andre Mine ain't all there, bro. Full on rage. Like, just big bully mentality, clearly, bro. Because that don't make no sense. But nonetheless, dude... It's proven that he's obviously not all there because how you get into a fight with somebody who's in a different conference? Y'all don't play each other that much to have real beef. I don't even. I've never. No, they've never played on a team together. Not some. Not not you know. And and AAU nothing. Don't even know each other. All of a sudden you punching dude in the face. Pre-game. I mean, he's probably upset because they got what four wins. Ooh. I mean, uh, true. I, that's a good reason to be upset <laughs> <laughs> all the time. I'd be very honry. But I mean, I dang. I mean, he four he wins. Is- he, he needs to get it together because you, you can't have longevity in this career in the NBA if you continue to do that. You can't, bro. Hopefully he leaves. Hopefully everybody leaves that team to try to, like, you know, better their career and, you know, get some wins, some some rings under your belt, some playoff productivity. Right, right. But But you're not going to another team if you, if you continue to act that way and you're labeled as a knucklehead. I mean, right. I wouldn't sign you, right? Right. But 
it is what it is. I, I mean, your question hasn't came up yet, but we're swiping left on this. That is a bozo move. Yeah. And I mean, how, how, every, bro, I don't know one sense, thing I will bro. say is everyone says no one's going to hit nobody in the NBA <laughs> nowadays, but it happened. Hey, I mean, he took it back to that, to the 70s and 80s era, clearly, <laughs> with that one, bro. Like Early 90s. Like, bro, punching... <laughs> before the game so like you can't be that mad bro unless like you said yeah. before games but um uh he got arrested by the way too. but they i mean they, they released they released him the same day i believe he had to pay like a fine i don't know if he paid something obviously it's bail but they released him same day but he did get arrested and, and son said they were not having that so all right that's the end of the contender segment aj sir on to your segment functioning or let's get it Function or VM, I throw out that topic, you give me the first thing that comes to mind. Without further ado, recently we had one of the best spectacles in the US and the most watched game in sports history. What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl? Ah, I think it was Super Bowl 58, is what it's called this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, man, honestly, well, you said my thoughts, but you meant to say what's my first word that comes to mind. Yeah. I'm going to say... I'm at. Um, drama. Don't do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wanted to say soap opera, but it, ain't, it wasn't, it wasn't that, that. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was more of just, just drama. That if I'm going to get a, a good word to use, because... Honest, I'm not gonna lie. In the beginning, it was kind of a snooze fest for me, bro. Like it was all defense. Mm-hmm. Like Patrick wasn't doing nothing. 49ers wasn't doing nothing. But by by that fourth I don't even quarter, know if it was though, defense. right? But by the fourth quarter, though, man, it, it got it got tight. People, it was scoring. Like mistakes was happening. Um, it was mm-hmm. it, that that muff punt really changed the, the trajectory of the game. I mean, it, it was an, an end up being a really nice game. Like, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't even mind, like, the, the, the constant Taylor Swift uh, photo ops. I, I mean, I didn't mind that as much because she was, she was into the it. Swifties. You saw her, right. You saw her face. They had Ice yeah. Spice up there. They had, uh, what's that? What's that shit? They had Ryan Reynolds' I mean, it wife. Was celebrity pack. Like, right. Like, but it was, it was given drama. So I, I was liking it. I was liking it. And, um, I mean, Brock Purdy, man, hats off to him. Like against that yeah, defense, man. he was decent. He was. It wasn't like a freaking choke job. Like I really, I was wrong about him all year. I'll say yeah. that. I mean, he he was. I mean, to me, he still kind of is a game manager, like Cam Newton said. But I think he's a little bit above that because honestly, he did. But you know, I mean, even though Lamar lost, just like he did to me, it was a cl- obviously a much closer game. It went to overtime. Like, like. That 49ers team, though, is stacked. But at the same time... Yeah, both of them. Yeah, they both are. But at the same time, like... It, it was almost a storybook. But at the same time, to me, it was. Because they got their dynasty. Got their third win in five years. I was happy for Chiefs. I was happy for Mahomes. Now he gets to really enter that GOAT debate with Brady. Um, I just feel like everything was kind of storybook ending. Even with the little kiss at the end of the game of Taylor and Kelsey. Like... It just was a classic, like, nice game. It, to me, better than last year's. What was last year's was um, 
it was like a blowout last year, I think. Um, 49ers and... Uh, no, it wasn't 49ers. It was the Eagles. Oh, no, it was tight, too. It was Eagles and, Chief, and Chiefs last year. Oh, oh yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, to me, this one was better, even though in the beginning it was kind of... Uh, but, like I said, drama. What you got? First thing that comes to mind is money, 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 money. Money. Bro, when I tell you, you know, first off, that word comes to mind or that song comes to mind yeah. is because obviously I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. To me, I didn't really care who won the Super Bowl. I wanted it to be a good game. Right. I didn't want the 49ers to win. I didn't want the Chiefs to win. I just didn't want either one of them to win, but there had to be <laughs> Somebody a had to win. Somebody had to win. Um, you know, I wasn't going for no Niners. Ain't no Niner gang over here ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, um, Brock Purdy, he didn't necessarily prove me wrong, but I need to give him credit where credit's due. He played yeah. great yeah. Um, the entire year. He could have played a little bit better in the Super Bowl, but I mean, hey, they got Purdy and he was doing his thing. Right. Um, the Chiefs, yes, I feel like they are dynasty status. I wouldn't put them on the whole GOAT debate with Brady, but. Uh, Andy Reid got another ring. I am happy for that man because I do think that he's one of the best coaches in the NFL ever. Yeah. At least since I've been watching And NFL. definitely one of the, most, the best talent pickers. I mean, he, he can eye talent. Oh, yeah. And his coaching, like his, his game and his, the way he sees yes. the game has always been fun to watch. Like the plays are interesting. The D's interesting to watch. Especially when they had uh, Tyreek, man. That was just, uh, it was nice. Oh, yeah. But... Money, 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 money. The Super Bowl went into overtime, VA. And OT, I forgot what platform it was on for uh, the for the viewers, mm-hmm. right? They made $60 million only in overtime. $60 million. The total amount of money through that was made off advertisement, and everything throughout the entire, including overtime, mm-hmm. $695 million. That's insane, bro, bro, that's a lot of money. They were selling those uh, booths that, ta- that Taylor Swift was in for like $2.5 million for a suite, what? bro. Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. I don't, know, I don't know about you, but it doesn't look like I'm going to a Super Bowl game <laughs> in the future. Bro, um, what? The halftime. I will say. Halftime. Show. I'll, I'll, you know, I talked to a very few people about it. Pass off to Ursher. Right. You know, it was fun. They brought a couple of other celebrities up right. in there too. It was cool. It took me back to, you know, some good days. It did. Um, and I think he did great, you know, man. I think he it was did a lot of dancing. But yeah, I think he did good too, man. That was cool. He was I killing, feel like he a was girl for talking Jello. about this. Um, you know, and Rihanna, I think, too. I mean, she did good, but I, it was oh, fun to bro, see, I man. forgot about Rihanna. That was, um... All right. I will, she was pregnant. She was barely but, moving, so I'm going I'm to I'm let her make it. Well, let's do that then. But, you know, there was Ludacris. Um, there was debate about the Black National Anthem. Oh, yeah. Um, the regular National Anthem was great. Um, Little John was out there yelling. And uh, it was good. Alicia Keys, um, that was. Uh, oh yeah, that I was cool. That, one. that was cool. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. 
Uh, the piano was cool. Like the piano everything was about dope. it was cool. That piano was crazy. Um, he also Usher also brought out some roots to like you know the rollerblading, roller skating. I'm sorry. Oh I yeah, that, that was, was cool that to, was to Atlanta. Like they did things different. Like yeah. it wasn't just like oh it's this the old Super Bowl halftime show. Right. And it was good. Um, I wasn't really watching the commercials, but I heard there was a couple good ones. You had Kanye doing decent. some crazy thirty second rant. I didn't. Um, I don't think I saw but, that that one that rant. But like they, they, it wasn't hitting like it usually do. Like they had some decent ones where I was kind of laughing a little bit. But like, like it was they they clearly not spending the money they used to do spend on these commercials because it's just not as extravagant. Worth it. It's not worth it if they're making that much money, dude. So again, I want to throw this this disclaimer out there that I'm not really talking about the game only because I didn't want to talk. I don't care who won because I'm not a fan of either team. But um, overall, it was good and money. Right. But moving on to the next segment, um, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear Tiger Woods is no longer with Nike? Um, it's kind of like kind of feels like the like when the Roman Empire fell. Like even though, <laughs> even though it's not that dramatic, because you know both these entities are still up and running. But like, it's definitely the end of an era, bro. Like oh, Nike yeah. and Tiger, huge. bro. Like Tiger was basically their first entry into the golfing space. Like. I, I can I, this, you could you could basically pick out a red Nike shirt and black pants and a black Nike hat and and just have it literally just on a random sidewalk and I'm like oh that's Tiger Woods like that's how mm-hmm. iconic Nike came became with Tiger being synonymous with that outfit like it's just bro it's it's a big piece of my childhood I feel like it's just kind of gone now. Like yeah, it, it feels gone. It does, bro. Like I still remember the the, the, the Nike Gatorade commercials. Like, oh, man, bro. Like he, I, I'm not gonna say he took Nike to another level, but he just. Oh, he did. I mean, you could say that, but there's just so many other athletes that I can say it did that too, like oh, Jordan. Yeah. You know, That's fair. like it's, it's, so it's hard to say that it's it's where it's at because of him. I think it would have been there either way, but. I think the visibility, man, the visibility of Nike definitely, you can't say, did not shoot up um, a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, Especially in this pace of golf. Yes. it's. I mean, that's without a doubt. We, can, we ain't even got to talk about that. But, like, just in general, like, he just, he just, him being synonymous with that, with that brand, which is huge, which is huge for both sides. They both benefit so much from that partnership. I'm sad to see it go. It's not going to look right seeing him wear these other <laughs> clothing brands, bro. It's just not. But at the end of the day, I mean, he's already at the end of his career, so I, I can't imagine him doing too much more golfing anyway. I think I think he had a good run. That's all you know. I'll say that, and that's why I compare it to the Roman Empire. Like Roman Empire had a great run when they they were huge when they were together. I mean, when it was when it was lasting, but when it ended. I mean, it just ain't going. It never going to feel the same. <laughs> you sound like you're living back in them days. But uh, <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind is Sunday Red, and ironically, you brought up the red shirt. Right. Um, ironically, his new brand with TaylorMade is called Sunday Red, ah, and smart. the I, the logo looks pretty cool, man. The logo looks pretty cool. 
Um, it's a little tiger and like kind of, I don't know if it's skeleton or if it's like the tiger prints that's on it, but it looks cool. One thing I will say about uh, just golf clothing in general is it's very comfortable. Yes. Um, there's not too much Love you can do. And uh, there's not too much you can do outside of it being wrong. Like golf's colorful. Um, it, it's dark. Um you know, you can mess all with the color palette, right? And it's it's interesting and sad that he's no longer with Nike because I feel like when you, any, any other sport, right? Like I feel it's like a person changing a jersey, right? right? In the game, like NFL or NBA, and they take off that jersey and they're not on a new team. It's kind of like, ah, it just doesn't, it, sit, it doesn't sit well right. in your stomach. And when, when you don't see a check mark across his chest or on his hat, it, it's going to be weird, man. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be weird. And you're going to be like, what is going on? And I think I, and this was a long time ago. I like golf. Um, I haven't played in a while, but I do know that Nike stopped making golf clubs for Tiger Woods. And so he started playing TaylorMades. Right. And I wonder if that relationship properly led into this deal came about through that right um but you would think with as much money as that he was getting yes he's on the decline because he's going out he still potentially can win a few more right. uh, majors but um i wonder what this what the structure of his new contract with TaylorMade is or is it completely just his clothing line Either way, he's still going to make the money. He's Tiger right. Woods, undisputedly the best golfer of all time. And uh, it's just sad to see. It is. Agreed. Um, moving to the last section of Function RVA. Um, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about the All-Star game? Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta say, mm, it's a hard one. I, I mean, so many words that come to mind, but I'm trying to get the best one. Um, I, I'm gonna say rinse and reuse. I, I feel, <laughs> I feel like we're at the point where. The, the all-star game is, is kind of got it watered down with the, all the new stuff they're trying to add to kind of make it spicy. And I think they finally, you know, realized that that stuff is not what the fans want. And so now they kind of rinse that clean and they're starting to kind of reuse it going back to the original. Um, with I the, see what with, you did there. <laughs> with the format. Um, the format changed back to the original East versus West. I think that was... The, sorely needed I was so uh, tired of Giannis going up there you know mispronouncing people's names and like talking about people because they're not his friends so he don't want to pick them like yeah. I mean I'm just I'm just I just was tired of that like Giannis made it really corny it was cool when it was KD, yeah, he's KD and, and, and LeBron like I liked it when it was them too when it became Giannis and LeBron it was like Crickets. Right. Because he's not, he's, he's not, he's not very funny. I mean, I'm not hating on the guy. I, I, 
I think Giannis is a good guy, I you. and I, I, I you know I like what he brings to the game. And like I said, I have him in top three. But when it comes to like him trying to be funny and like, I, no, I don't need that. I didn't need to just be fierce, Giannis. And so, um, like I said, <laughs> this, this is reusing this to the old format. I think is going to really help them. I like the fact that they're going to have Curry going against. Um, and is Caden Clark or is it Ionescu? Yes, I, I really like that. I think that's that was great for not only the, the NBA but WNBA because um, because yep. she was balling that like that contest, bro. That was that was hype. That was the best three point contest I've ever seen. The WNBA it was period. She had the down, most bro. points total, hands down. She would. It was amazing to see her make that many in a row. It was amazing, and so to see her do it against Curry. On the biggest stage now is going to be great. I think that's going to get great ratings. Um, and mm-hmm. I, like, I, like I said, a lot of people I, now, watch that, right? And I, I'm excited now for you know this this movement. Now I will say this: the All Star Game celebrity. I've literally come to the point where I've stopped watching it. I just it's uh, the names, the people that are picking. I don't understand. Like, like mm. it's like some people they pick like they don't have any basketball background at, at all. They're just there because they have mm-hmm. a name. And then you have some players where it's like, mm, like I think that one year they had like uh, the girl from the Aces playing. Like they had like WNBA mm-hmm. stars. I'm like, they're too good to be on here. Why are they playing? Yeah, <laughs> like, I just yeah. don't, I don't yeah. understand the dynamic. What are we doing? The coach. Yeah. I don't understand the coaches that they be switching. That now they got Shannon Maybe. Sharp and. And um, two coaches, right? Yeah. Like they used to actually have coaches, I think, like from the east oh, and the yeah. west. Now mm-hmm. they like now they got like celebrity coaches that don't really play basketball. So I I don't know what they're doing with that. Like to me, that's they got to fix that one too. Yeah. So for me, I'm really glad. Well, first, let me give you my word. I'm I'm gonna give you two words, and they're kind of the same. One's futuristic, and the other one is concept. And for me, I wanted to give you a round of applause for you pretty much introducing that the game of the All-Star Weekend for NBA was starting to get a little boring. Like All-Star Weekend wasn't what it was, but they are trying to change it right. They're back on the right path. I agree with you 100 percent. When you hear about All-Star Weekend in general, NBA is by far the best All-Star Weekend amongst the major sports. Like NFL All-Star Weekends, trash. Trash. MLB Weekend, even including the Home Run Derby, not what it is, not what it should be. But NBA usually always... Trumps it. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Hands down. And so... Multiple days of the weekend, right. too. Not just one right. day, right? Like the right. all-star game, the dunk contest, three-point contest, skills challenge, all of that is, is usually fun one way or the other. Yes. But the sophomore rookie game, I, I love those. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So it's fun to see, uh, for me, this year in particular, they're using a, a court that's LED and it's going to have all kinds of visuals on it. It's basically mm. like that dome they put in Vegas, but on the court. So they turn it into and like so the Nickelodeon Super Bowl. Basically without the slime. Without the without SpongeBob running yeah. across the screen. Yeah. But um, 
in all fairness, they've had this technology for a few years already. They just haven't implemented it for the NBA. Right. Um, they've done it on like um, specialty games for like the Jumpman um, academies and, and stuff like that, but not at this, I guess, caliber for the world to watch. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see if it throws off players at all, right? Because that's kind of weird that, that yeah. you're literally like sure. playing on a TV screen. Right. Um, the celebrity game, like you said, man, celebrities, where are y'all at? If I was a celebrity, I would see that as like an honor to go and join the celebrity game. Right. You know, you used to have people, um, Justin Bieber, Soulja Boy, right. J. Cole, um, Kevin Hart, uh, big name celebrities right, right. playing. And, and it was fun to watch them, whether it was funny because they couldn't play or they, because they, you're like, dang, they could actually hoop. Right. Um, I think J. Cole got a dunk in a game before. Yeah. Like, that's cool, man. You know, like, that's cool. It, right. Just that one portion of the game makes it cool and interesting and wanting you to watch. Brings Remember viewers. that one year they had a dude who was in the Obama's uh, cabinet. He was, he was, oh, really? and he could, he could actually hoop though. So I was like, oh, I, I was I like, they, they did, they did, they served, they did their background. Like they actually got people that had, that they might not be in the basketball arena or space, but they actually know basketball. They are fans of it. Now they just pick names. Yeah, and that's that's not fun. You don't no, want to just get some people that don't even know how to dribble out there. I'm not about to watch that. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Um, but the last thing I wanted to talk about, VA, is really important to me, and I think that this is the pivotal moment that the NBA needs to figure out in order for All-Star Weekend to be successful, and that's the dunk contest. Huge. You can't have problems in the dunk contest. Cannot. You need to figure out a way to have the best dunkers in the dunk contest in order for it to bring that excitement in the all-star weekend but also throughout the season because it's important to see high-flying dunkers crazy things happening during games because it brings excitement to the game yes the three-point is cool or whatever but there's still that addition to bringing that force that authority that dominance when someone's bringing down the rim that's cool man and and there's no replacing it Um, I did see Shaq um, talk about something that was interesting on his podcast and he was saying that that big names in the game are afraid to be a part of the contest because they think that it's going to diminish their legacy they don't want to be known as the ones that that lost the dunk contest mm-hmm. and if they look at it that way that's a that's a shame man they should they should view it as back in the day legitimate people were winning those contests there was great dunkers and now it's just fizzled who are, out. Who were great players like Jordan? Exactly. Like, uh, and we're talking about in-game dunkers. You know? Right. Like, we're talking about like top fifty players all time. You know? Right. Exactly. When's the last time LeBron's been in a dunk contest? Never. When has De- Kevin Durant been in a Never. contest? Uh, when's when has uh, I mean Paul George, Giannis, Paul been George, in a dunk one of the best dunk, dunkers I've seen open court never in a contest like I think just a comment on that real quick I think it's not only about wanting to lose and hurting your legacy I think it has a lot to do with the the lack of creativity Um, and I'm I'm not going to just blame it on the players for not being creative it's really hard to come up with new dunks now because I feel like almost everything has been done um, as far as like the standard dunks like now you have to now they want all these antics which I don't like like I remember that one year they had 
they had uh, Victor Oladipo singing solo before he did a dunk. Like, what are you doing? Why do we need to see you sing and dance before you do a dunk? Like, I remember one year, one guy had like a, a Wright Brothers a plane attached to his body when he did the dunk. Like, it was like, bro, what are we doing? Bruh. And so, like I said, yeah. it's hard to be creative now. And like you said, there's that vitriol that you're afraid of on, the, on social media because they will roast you. <laughs> they will cook you up something mean for not doing a good dunk or for getting hung or for missing it. Um, so I understand why players don't want to do it, but at the same time, like you said, there's a legacy there, bro. Like you, just competing should be amazing enough. I remember the, the last, literally, the last great dunk contest we had was when it was Aaron Gordon and um, Zach, Levine. Zach Levine, bro. That was the last one, and then we, I think it went back to back. Like it, it was. See, and I want to put the blame on the players, man. Yeah. I, and I'm not gonna lie. Even the ones that you know, Obi Toppin, uh, what's that name? Uh, uh, Jones. Jalen Brown doing it this now. year, which I think that was amazing. I didn't. I, he's like the biggest yeah, star to do it. I didn't in think a while, he was gonna bro. do it. But but when they get there, right? Like they finally get some names that are all right. They're dunkers, right? I'm excited to see what they're gonna come. They don't even they don't have bring like it, their bro. dunks in order. They don't. Like what are you doing? Like you can't, you had all this time to think about, right. you know, all the dunks you've ever done and the ones that you know you can do on the big stage. Like, and I don't want to discredit Mac McClung last year. I think he's going to do it again, but he came out there to win the thing, bro. Like he came out there to that's win all the he thing. Got, he had though. his dunks down. <laughs> that's all he got. Yeah. But I mean, at, at least he had it together. Right. I mean, these dudes was out there like, hmm, what should I do real quick? Oh, I didn't even plan for this. Let me get out there and. All right, it, it made it look bad, bro. It made this. It just made the game look get bad when they did it that way. But Not they need good. to. They they need to clean that up, man. In order for me to have a true successful All Star weekend, bro. They just need. They just need to do two attempts, bro. It's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need to change something. <laughs> like speed it up and like make people bring their best. Like you missed two in a row. I. Right, that's it. On to the yeah, next. Take a seat. Right. <laughs> But that's it for Function Anor VA. Um, you know, we're going to bring it down to the last segment of the show. Um, I'm going to kind of kick this one off. All in the uh, family. All in the family. Yes, sir. We bring in something where we kind of tie a family um, aspect to the game of sports and, and, and business and, and everything in the show. And today we're going to talk about the Kelsey brothers. The Kelsey brothers, I feel, are good, you know, water and oil based of the two brothers we have one that's that's out there and and probably the best they're both great in their position right one of the best um, in their position but um overall right they're completely different yeah. one's more out there one's more subtle um let the game talk for himself one's out in your face um dating who these high swifty celebrities and and all over popularity dressing in black iced out diamond suits and stuff for the Super Bowl and the other one will probably come up in some fishing gear and you know overalls right some um, camo yeah but you know it's interesting they got their moms at the game they they do everything together they have each other's back um the one thing that I wanted to point out was really cool that I saw and because they always support each other they've played each other in the Super Bowl yeah. um was that his brother, um, what's the center's first name? Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey, thank you. 
Jason went out there in the booth. He was um, kissing babies. You know, he had a chief shirt on. You know, right, he yeah, hasn't saw completely. That. When he was at, uh, he hasn't completely said, "I'm going to give up yet." Tailgate. In his role. When he was tailgating, mm-hmm. yeah. He was out there having fun. He was embracing his brother and his team. And so that was cool to see. Um, He's also, you know, not sure what his career is going to look like, if he's going to continue to play or if he's going to go somewhere else, if they're going to sign him because he's a big signing, right? He's probably going to request a lot of money. Do they have that? I don't know. Might get them over the hump. Might not. Um, But it's good to see the relationship that they have together. They always respect each other. Another thing that I was like, man, that's really cool to see is that he talked about uh, Travis Kelsey's little outburst with the coach Mm. right before halftime. And he kept it real. He's like, man, he lost his cool. Um, He should have handled it better. Andy Reid did a really good job. And he gave credit where credit's due. And that's his brother. That's hard to do just to keep it real. But I feel like they both keep it real with each other. And that's a cool relationship. I don't have a brother. Um, but if I had one, I would want that relationship, man. That's really cool to see. hundred percent. I agree with you on that. Um, they have a podcast together too, where they include, my wife actually watches that a lot, um, where they include like, um, Jason's wife, she'll be on there sometimes. Um, and I, even though I don't watch it, I catch sometimes some clips of it cause I can hear it. You know, or they'll talk about a topic that I already know about and she'll just tell me about it and uh, their relationship I think is, is top notch um, they do commercials together um, I, I think it's just a, a good example of brothers backing each other up um, and like you said supporting each other Tr- Jason going to the to the Super Bowl was, was super dope I remember they had shots of him while they were in the playoffs up in the skybox shirt off like freaking yeah. freaking you know crazed fan Big man for his brother yeah. bro it's, it's, it's just amazing to see wonderful i like both of them um and um you know i'm definitely hoping that jason retires though because i don't want to see the eagles be any better than they are so uh definitely hoping jason gets up out of there <laughs> and um, that's her. and but like you said man I, it's it's a, it's a good story um it's a good a good representation for America, um, and I'm all here for it, man. Yeah, I agree 100%. Well, that kind of wraps up All in the Family VA. You know yes, what time sir. it is. It's all fun and games. Until you, you get called in the HR. HR. Appreciate y'all. Good happy. Like We're always. again soon. Yes, sir. Peace out. Until next time. Peace.